Yes, sir, we promised you a great main event here tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast, She Pete. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm very pleased to be joined by live from Philadelphia. I like a delicious chicken. It's professional wrestling. I don't know if I have Shaw in top 10. Oh, my goodness. Thanks for nothing, Shaq. That's right. It's Stat Guy Greg. Oh, yeah, the one and only. Oh, my God. He's here. And all the way from Los Angeles, California, back in town again. Mage. The majesty. Major. Brian Dipperstein is back on Cheap Heat. Wow, the people demanded it. And the, the person who's most excited about this is Brian Dipperstein, because on the episodes in which he appears, he listens five or six times. Hey, guess what? It's uh, Mage to be here. Mage. How many times do you, do you anticipate listening to this exact conversation? Me, at least twice on my own, and then like with various people that are in my car. You'll be like, oh, check this <laughs> throughout the week. Yeah. Yeah. It's still real to me, damn it! <laughs> so, a lot to get to, and we also wanted, as we get into December, we wanted to start talking about, you know, maybe some more evergreen, end of the year, reminiscing on good old days of wrestling topics. Because, frankly, I mean, come on. We can't spend every week breaking down the current product. We have to do some different things. All right, and now, before we get into what's going on outside the ring, let's take a moment to give a shout-out to Indochino. Indochino is making major uh, clothing for you. You know, it's sometimes too expensive to get custom-made, and you can't go dip. You know, people can't go off the rack. It's repug. Oh, God forbid. Yeah, and that's, it's, you can't. It was repug. You can't do that. So what you do is you go to Indochino. You can pick everything out. They have a huge variety of fabrics, uh, colors, patterns. Plus, there's no excuse anymore for wearing a bad-fitting suit. Nothing upsets Dipperstein more than a poor-fitting suit. Confirmed. And you can get an amazing prices at Indochino, the highest quality, the lowest price. It's an amazing situation where you, you get to be the designer. They have showrooms all over the country. Plus, you can just go to Indochino.com and get the hookup. All right. So here's what you want to do. You want to go to Indochino.com and use the promo code HEAT right now for an amazing deal. November's Black Friday season, okay? Meaning it's 2018's lowest prices, up to 70% off everything. It's all about stepping it up this season. So go to Indochino.com, use the promo code HEAT, support the podcast, and get yourself a mage custom look. Once you go custom, you don't go back. Indochino. All right, SGG, what's going on outside the ring? So a trademark application was filed for an entity that's going to be called um, All Elite Wrestling. And uh, in connection with that application, they filed the trademark for All Out, um, Double or Nothing, and Tuesday Night Dynamite, um, among others. And people are speculating that Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks are starting their own wrestling company. Um, What do you expect this to mean, Jefferson? And would you be excited about a Cody Rhodes Young Bucks-led promotion if it were to, like, get on television? I'll watch it for a couple of weeks. You you'll, know, I you'll mean, see. What, what do you want from me? You know, It's I, too much. I, it's too much. I'm spending all week watching wrestling. I have a job. I have a life. Uh, Jace. 
And you're, there's already, I mean, NXT galore. Go, I'm watching NXT galore. You're, I watch the full NXT. You know, Ron SmackDown, there's like times when I can fast forward. NXT, I watch through the entire. You know, well, NXT is a show, is actually the only show you really can do that. It's only. Cause it's a half an hour. Yeah. 45 I mean, minutes. It's a short show. It's a really good show. You see basically everyone every week, every segment basically is filled with someone who matters. But yeah, it's a lot. It's a, there's a lot of wrestling on TV right now. It's funny for as much as we complain and yearn of the days of yesteryear. It's a lot of wrestling on TV right now. New Japan on TV. Yep. People, some people have Ring of Honor as an option. They do. SUG, let's see how your sound's doing. Talk to us. Hopefully it's doing much better. Mm. It was Repug. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know. There's, there's chatter. Yeah. Oh my God. All right. Tell us something else that's going on outside the ring. We'll see. <laughs> so Enzo was banned from the Staples Center for his antics during Survivor Series weekend. Yes. He started doing the, you, you were, Dip, you were in a suite, so you're not able to see this, correct? I was in the suite. I, I, but I saw it. I mean, oh my God, the whole crowd was staring. It was like something, like an inciting incident had occurred in there and everyone was just staring and like, like hitting each other. Like, oh my God, what, what is going on? Him screaming up a storm, doing his whole gimmick out loud. He was screaming up a storm. I don't know. I ran into him at the airport, uh, going back to Los Angeles and the, uh, I don't know where he was going. I was going back to Los Angeles and, uh, he was feeling great about himself. I can tell you but this right is now. before it happened though. No, this is after. Oh, this is... oh no. Where I was, where was I going? That's what I'm saying. I was going home for Thanksgiving. Oh, so a few days later. Yeah, when a few you were days going... later. And he was probably coming back east also. He was feeling great about himself. He loved this. He loved the situation. He loved it. He said it had to be done. He said had to be done. Huh? I, have no, I have no comment. Well, wow, you got a quote from the source, though, Dipperstein. Oh, look, yeah. look at you. What are your thoughts? I think that's Mage. M- 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 mage. That is uh, strong. Yeah, he got us an actual sort. Uh, this is you're, you're you're stealing Stat Guy's gimmick. 100. I'm, I'm journalist of Jace. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Not a, not necessarily the best move for Enzo, but I don't know. Who cares? I mean, it's not like he was coming back in a- any anytime soon. So how much can he really damage his relationship with the WWE? It's already pretty damaged. Yeah. Irreparable, it seems. You think so? Yes. I don't think so. What? No. I mean, likely, no. Who's more uh, likely to come back, Enzo so. or CM Schmuck? Oh, Enzo's way more likely than CM Punk. CM what? CM Punk? Mm. Way more likely. Uh, you agree, SGG? No, I think CM Punk is more likely to come back than Enzo. Wow. Well, 100%. I think more, the fans more, probably more... want to see Punk more. Well, that is for sure. Yeah, of course. So, so yes, the fans want to see Punk more, and he will obviously equal money that Enzo doesn't equal. But I meant in terms of whose relationship is more damaged. Punk's is way worse. I would say there's a lawsuit. Yeah, CM Schmuck is probably never coming back. I, I listen. I, I agree. There's it's WWE is truly the land of never say never. I'm just saying. The bridge hasn't been burned with Enzo. It's just that he annoyed everyone, and I don't think they'd be interested in bringing him back. But not because it's irreparable, though. That's my point. It's not irreparable. They just don't want him. Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree. I I mean, there's a. I I think Kaz is more likely to come back than Enzo. Honestly, I think there's less um, irreparable damage there. Yeah, although he supposedly made a pretty bad impression on the way out, also. All right, um, let's move on from Enzo and Kaz because certainly the WWE has. Oh, that's not nice. I like them both. But um we have Greg now reconnected on a better line. Hey Greg, you there? Oh yeah, I'm here. All right, tremendous. I don't know what the hell was going on earlier, but uh what else um outside the ring besides a potential Cody Rhodes Young Bucks promotion, Enzo Wilding out of Survivor Series, what else? So apparently some old message board posts from I don't even know what website um 
I think it might have been Dave Meltzer's website, have come back to haunt Lars Sullivan just as he's about to make his main roster debut. And uh, they reveal um, some borderline racist views that he has against black people. Uh, and he's also on this message board calling Jeff Hardy uh, a no-talent junkie. Oh, he my. understand why he... Uh, why he has the position that he has in the company, and um, just saying a lot of pretty another man who's been waiting anxiously with anticipation. His name is Jeff Harvey Hardy. And what else besides dissing Jeff Harvey? Um, who celebrated twenty years this week? Samoa Joe basically yeah. said the same thing on the on the air. Well, that's different. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's just crazy though that like he's about to get this push. Um, in the company, and uh, these posts are popping up, which are sort of standard for how people, I think, feel on the internet, or like the way they speak on the internet when it's sort of anonymous, but it's just crazy that it got tracked directly to him. Well, okay, so what was the borderline? You obviously, Greg, as the as the king of the Black Power rankings, um, and the man who has truly held his, his, his foot on Hulk Hogan's throat, what is your thought on the seemingly racist stuff that was said? Um, it was it was definitely more tame than what Hulk Hogan said. Definitely, though, um, definitely, I think, racist. Because uh, basically what happened was he was on the message board, like I said, and he got into an argument with a user. And um, they don't know each other, obviously, so it's basically anonymous. And then the user reveals himself to be a black man, and then he's like, Oh, of course. And then he starts making like a bunch of comments that insinuate that, oh, you know, all black people do a steal, that black people are ignorant. And just like, as soon as that was revealed, like he pivoted from whatever they were talking about into like that tirade. So it was just, I think, revealed a lot of things about him at that time, at least. But, um, mm. but yeah, it's just, I don't think it's going to have any repercussions as far as where he is. Now I think he's going to debut and still be pushed strong. It's just crazy what people what people do on the internet. Yeah, I mean that's that's been a that's been a theme of of life these days is the insane things that people do on social media, or in this case on a message board. Now it's been message boards kind of been replaced by social media. But tell you guys, I'll tell you guys what I have been off of social media for six weeks. The level to which I don't miss it is it's. There's no tracking. I can't even tell you. It, it, the highest levels of euphoria? It's, it's I wouldn't call it euphoria, but I will say no part of me, after a few days of you like kind of by um, habit look for the apps, because you're like, oh, I'm, I'm on the toilet. I'm doing whatever. Let me go look at Instagram. After a few days of doing that, you you, you forget that it's even a thing. It's, it's, it's really crazy because I urge everyone to give it a shot. Um, you know, especially if you're someone who really uses it a lot. And I know a lot of our listeners, you're not in the entertainment business. You're just someone who hops on every once a week, twice a week. You take a look, oh, blah, 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 and you jump off. But for those of you who may use it a lot and you really spend your every spare minute sort of scrolling for no reason, I really encourage you, give it a few days and see if it adds or detracts from your life. I just... I just think I, I wonder how much it adds to people's lives. Now, there are situations in which social media is great for people trying to spread, spread awareness about things that are important or 
you know, people who are downtrodden organizing in like a third world country. There are places where it really makes sense. But it seems like it's just out there to ruin people's lives and have young people make bad decisions, writing things that they're like one day when you get your big opportunity, someone's going to say, hey, remember when you said this? The bigger your opportunity is, the worst thing that they're going to dig up is. I'd like to tell people to just be smart and not write dumb things, but people don't seem capable of that. Listen, the only thing I uh, really am proud of posting are pictures of me and uh, Halloween at three and four years old dressed as wrestlers. Well, you, you are that you are like, I would say you're almost precisely the kind of person I'm not talking to. You use it very sparingly. <laughs> very, very. And I, I'm a professional agent in Hollywood and I'm, I, you know, can't post anything crazy and probably never would or will. So, um, it's, it's just not a, it's just not a smart thing. You know what? You want to know my scorching hot take about, uh, Hollywood types sure. and social media? Yeah. Here's Greg, here you go. The Dipperstein's included. I'm ready for this. None of them have any interest in it. They all think it's stupid and, and in some ways ruining their business. But they're obligated to sort of say that it's important because everyone's saying how important it is. But it's it's they don't actually have an interest or a care in it. We wanna think we don't we won't go deep into this, but the truth in my from my perspective, it's very important for sales when selling, um, you know, especially in the branding space or the marketing space or the advertising space, when you have, you know, clients that have big social media presences, as you know, you know, you, you know, it's, it's, it's a sales tool. But as far as just regular social media for celebrities and actors and actresses, it's, it's, um, you know, it's dangerous for sure. It offers, it just, you know, I don't know, in my, in my experience since, and since leaving it, and of course, you can still always email me if it's something about wrestling. Um, Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. I love that all, the only people I hear from are the cheap heat listeners who send me like questions and not hearing the, I mean, the amount of random, it's, it's two, it's a two way street. Number one, the amount of random negative energy that you allow into your life by being on it and the amount of kind of dumb negativity that you release by being on it. You know, even someone who's friendly on it, like Greg, even you, I, I would guess, who's one of the nicest people I know, if you were to scrub your social media and go back and look, you'd probably find moments when you like reacted to someone in a way where you're like, eh, I probably didn't need to say that. Oh yeah, I definitely send a couple of strays out of the social media. I and it's like, and that's you. You're you're borderline a saint. Anyways, uh, I don't even have Twitter. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and I don't have God, Twitter. God bless you, Dip. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I don't think I'll ever go back to Twitter. Maybe, I'm not a Twitter guy. You shouldn't be. Maybe one day I'll go to Instagram, although I will tell everyone, our listeners, one thing. Uh, and I'm saying this only to our listeners. I have started an account on Depop, which is an app for selling stuff. And I'm going to be getting rid of some wrestling stuff. Some, some of my non-essential t-shirts, not the, not the holy grails of my collection, but the outliers, I have to start clearing room and some of the outliers will go. I, I get first dibs on everything. Yeah. And then we'll, and you, then you you'll disseminate never, it to the, you can to never the, fit into one thing that I own. You know, I'm having, I'm having wrestling shirts altered. <laughs> you're getting, Did you know that? You're getting wrestling shirts altered? I'm having them altered a hundred percent. Ted at wrestling for sale knows this. I've told him this. I will buy a wrestling t-shirt in any size. Because I will just have it altered. By the way, Ted. Doesn't that d- decrease the value? What does that do to it? 
I don't, it makes it look great. What is are you it, talking about? Yeah, it's just so he can wear I it. I take it to Indochino. There you go. <laughs> now, Ted, wrestling for sale, just wrote me on Depop because he doesn't realize the account is me. Because <laughs> because it's anonymous. I, I, I didn't want my name on this account, but for our cheap heat listeners, if you're looking for wrestling stuff, I'm happy to have you uh, find it and buy stuff. He wrote, do you have a bunch of tees to sell? Because I'm selling some wrestling stuff. So he's doing his due diligence. He is the t-shirt seller of the cinch. I'm writing him back. It's Rosenberg, you lunatic. Um, he's an iconic. Yeah, he's made. He might as well just join. He yeah. might as well just be. He just might, might as well just join the stable. So if, if you want some of my uh, Rosenberg worn um, wrestling merch, and I'm selling sneakers. I'm going to sell a whole bunch of Yeezys, stuff like that on there. My Depop name, if you're on Depop, is Sneakers and T-Shirts. That's it. Sneakers and T-Shirts. Because that's what I will be selling. Sneakers and T-Shirts. I have to clear out this uh, guest room in our apartment. So That's very you, straightforward. Very straightforward. I was surprised I could get the name. I think it's a mage name. Um, so, yeah. So far, I've only sold a pair of New Balance, which is very strange. You can go get them anywhere. Yeah, I don't know why someone <laughs> bought these right away. I have like a rare pair of Air Maxes up there. No one's interested. How many Buff Bagwell t-shirts are you going to be selling? You know, I don't know. I think there could be one. I think that's gone. I think I got rid of my only one. I got some heat for for dissing Buff Bagwell merch on the last pod. Really? People came for it? Confirmed. Yep. Wow. Yep. I didn't know. All over social media. I'm kidding. I don't have social media. Um. Anyways, okay, that's enough about social media and related things. Greg, anything else outside the ring? Walter signed to NXT UK. Um, he's a big European star. Um Sort of comparable to Lars Sullivan, but like better skilled in all the all the areas. You know, Mike ring work probably stronger, definitely faster. What's this person's um, name again? Walter. Just Walter. All caps. Yeah. He's a great Walter. guy. By the way, his his name his is Walter. All caps. Yeah, he's popular. People like him. All caps. Walter. That's the whole gimmick. Yeah. Very strong, hard-hitting. I, I have a new gimmick I just came up with. I think you guys are going to be very excited about it. I'm going to debut soon as my wrestling character. Greg. Just all caps. Greg. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. It's Greg. That's it. What are your thoughts? Oh, I like I like it. You like just Greg? This is a new... I, like I love it. If this is where we go in the future of wrestling, it's a whole new world. You just take random names. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> My God, it's no, Michael. Honestly, though, he, he doesn't really. Everything else speaks for itself. So no, I mean, that's the same with really Greg. Need, yeah, of course. That's why I love it. <laughs> my, I hope that becomes my new gimmick, and people start calling me Greg. <clears throat> my new wrestling name is Greg. All right, so Walter signs to NXT UK. I, have you guys done any full episodes of NXT UK? I watched the first full episode, but then I'm, um, I haven't seen anyone since. Um, yeah, I haven't done a full episode of NXT UK. I gotta do that. Alright, SUG, what else besides Walter? Um, I think that's all I have. So we can move right into, you know, Survivor Series recaps, impressions, uh, that weekend, and then Raw SmackDown if you want to Dip, Dip says he has something. I he, have some... he whispered it, and you can probably hear him say it, because he does this weird thing when he's here. He starts whispering me his things. Just say what you're gonna I'm say. I'm not a radio personality. No, I, no. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I know. Go ahead. I'm what was your thing? Right in front of his face. Just jump right in. So is that all you have to do is just jump in? Yeah. Uh. You find a gap and you jump in. I'm offended at Jace. You should be offended. When he, <laughs> Earlier when he tried to put on his headphones and I go turn the volume up and he goes, I don't know where it is. Listen, I, I, the only job I was ever fired from was uh, DJing bar mitzvahs when I was 14 
at 14 and 15, and I wasn't, my song selection was made. I'm sure I, I, I was. I was the, the best candlelighting guy in the business today. I, there, or then, then, not today. Yeah. And the number one bagels, locks, cream cheese man in the business. Don't forget capers. Okay. <laughs> Don't forget capers. Um, and did you play a little, what was the other version of that game? Oh, Coke and Pepsi? Yeah. Well, oh, but I know, oh, please. I've, one of the biggest Coke and Pepsi guys there. I, my, my reaction time was so unbelievable. When it came to Coke and Pepsi. Oh, please. I was, I was right. at least the last two. So, okay. That was the only job you got fired from. But what was your point going to be? The point was that I did the, I got fired for not knowing how to set up the equipment. Yeah. I believe it. You know, you, you, you get you very lost. Yeah. It was, they, 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 we used to be timed. They timed us. It was insane. And you couldn't do it. Huh? Absolutely not. That's sad. Anyway, I it was, was repug. I was going to point out, uh, something very nerdy. Very, very nerdy. There is a, I want to give a shout out to this guy, Bud Light here. Okay, this is this guy is an amateur toy photographer on Instagram. He is um, using like Jack. He's using um, or whatever, whatever the LG hands. No, he's using you know the the, the current elite. You know the the old school figures. Figures, yes. and he is um, recreating iconic scenes from from wrestling. It's incredible. I've never seen anything like this before. I mean, dude, the things that you have pointed out the last time you were on the show. It's. Cr- I mean, look at this. I mean, with also I, action figures, right? It's all with action he, figures, and he he he. It, it's amazing. I mean, go to the, go to the guy, go to the feed. How does he uh, go to the page? Speaking of, how does he create the background? He he shows it in a video like that. He how he creates the background, but he it's he's an artist. This guy's amazing. Speaking I of mean, uh, action figures, though, Dip, have you seen um, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins uh, figure it out on YouTube? No, I haven't. Is that something I need to be watching? How has no one told me about this? Yeah, it's them. It's them traveling the country. Um, hitting up vintage toy shops in like different little little areas and seeking out classic wrestling action figures, hmm. among other Mage. things. But it's, it's mostly classic wrestling. Next time I see those guys, I'm gonna have to talk to him about it because that's gimmick infringement. Yeah, you had the idea already. I did. Um, confirmed. Um, I mean, are you you're looking at this? Are you dumbfounded? I mean, it's incredible. This guy's his talent is befuddling. I mean, listen, it's not enough to get me back on social media, but it's very interesting. Yeah, it's really cool. Anyway, so shout out to Bud Light here. <laughs> um, this amateur toy photographer. I'm very, very impressed. Everyone should go check this guy out. Very, very cool. Um, okay, so I, I, I don't, we don't need to review every single moment of the last two weeks. Um, no, that'd be insane. And it's, yeah, and I don't think it's fully necessary. I think that. When it comes to Survivor Series, we know what there is to talk about. The the mageness that was um, the last two matches. Charlotte and yeah. and Ronda, which I really did enjoy. And it really got your hopes up for what can exist between Charlotte and Ronda, just in ring. I mean, I my one problem was, and they alluded to it on SmackDown, was it did really seem like the idea was, let's make Charlotte just like Becky. Hmm. That part did irk me a little bit. You know, they just sort of like turned her character up to crazy, which is essentially what Becky's heel character has been. It's her character turned up to crazy. It seemed like Charlotte just kind of did that, went absolutely nuts. And that was from a character standpoint. I, I just it just crossed my mind. But from the actual work they did together in the ring. I don't know, man. That was better than I expected. I, I didn't. You got it. You got to give it up. And Dipperstein, I know you have your critiques, and I, I do too, of Ronda. 
But mm-hmm. her in ring during matches is pretty damn good. The in ring is, I think, you know, the o- the only thing that I'm enjoying that she's doing. Right it's now. it's shocking yeah. though. Yeah, it deserves a lot of credit. It's good, it, and it it wasn't in the beginning. You know how I felt about, you know, everyone loved the Mania match. I didn't. I thought it was fine. I think people were gra- like just grasping at straws for things nice to say about her. But well, I think the that Mania the Mania match was yeah. great though because she had know. Triple H and, and Kurt Angle sort of. Um, they like they put her in the positions to be great, which you can't. You really can't have a bad match with those I, two veterans. Here's what I'll say about Ronda Rousey. Okay, if they made this one tweak, I would like her. This one, is this is the tweak. Smiling. Yes. You cannot come out after being. I was I watched Raw Nia Jax's promo, which we could talk about also. Oof. But Nia criticizing her, talking about making fun of her, making fun of her history as an athlete. Every single thing. She was insulting her to the highest level. The music hits, and she comes out waving and smiling like Miss America. I, 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 what, what is this? Yeah. You can't do that. It, it makes no sense. How, how are you? You heard what backstage? You were angry. You were angry enough to come out. But when you walk out, you're smiling and waving at the crowd? Did, you, did you turn that on when you were in Gorilla? You had to have been angry backstage. Again, I'm living in kayfabe as I usually do. Right. But I'm just, I'm just saying, if they were to make that adjustment and have her just look angry all the time, like a badass, we, the character would be great. That's all that, that's all they need to do. And it's clear that this, and we've talked about this, it's clear that's where they, that they're the, she's not making this up. She is being coached on what facials to make when she walks out. Okay. And that is obviously a decision that they think makes sense. It's wrong. I don't understand it. It's always Miss America. It's waving and smiling. I don't. You can still connect with the audience. In fact, she could still slap people five when she comes out and look angry. She doesn't have to diss the crowd. She could come out in the crowd and put her hands out and say hi to people without smiling. You don't have to smile. In fact, that's a great idea. Have her frown angrily and And, also slap hands. Yeah. Like that's baby face. Yeah. She could come out. Not looking at the audience, not smiling to them, but still reaching out and grabbing hands as she's walking down and then start talking like a badass. And I agree. I mean, she has beautiful teeth. There's no question. One of the great smiles in the business. Uh, the veneers of the cinch. But you don't have to smile to see that. You can just talk. Uh, yes, 100%. You see, I, that, see that massive bruise on the side of her face yeah, this week? She <laughs> really got beat up. Bad, but I will tell you what, in ring... Her development, how quick it's been, is is ridiculous. Yeah, she's a great athlete, period. It's not just her. At first, I thought the only thing she was going to do was punch people and put them in her hold. That's not it. She bumps well, too. She does everything pretty well, from what I can tell. From my amateur vantage point, everything she does looks pretty realistic and awesome in the ring. I agree. I've been very impressed. SGG? No, yeah, it's hard to find one thing to disagree with um, as far as what you guys said. She has... Her development is great. She does need to stop smiling. Um, yeah, I have nothing to add because I, I, you guys said it all. And what do you what do you think about Charlotte? As she did, you enjoy the match overall? Did it make you? Did it make you think? You know what? I'd might rather have Charlotte and Ronda at WrestleMania, or are you firmly in Team Becky and Ronda at WrestleMania? I still sort of want to see team, uh, Becky and Ronda at WrestleMania, just because we didn't get to see it. Um, but just to back up a little bit to, to what you said about them making Charlotte look like Becky by um, turning her up to crazy, this is uh, a side of Charlotte that we've seen before, though. That's the only thing that we're like that doesn't sort of make sense to me because like we've seen her go crazy and thrash people before. We've seen her do it to Sasha the whole 
time. What, what, I forget what year that was. That might have been 2015 or 2016. But like, she spent that whole year from summer to December just thrashing Sasha Banks while they traded the the championship. So this level of brutality, I think, was her getting back to that. But I think it also sent the message that that's what all the women on the roster need to do to to sort of even be able to compete with Ronda Rousey. The uh, oh, sorry to interrupt. I was just going to say the this storyline for me is could and sort of is quickly dipping into just conjecture. You know, it's 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 getting it, it could get boring in two seconds. It's it's a, it's just Becky versus Charlotte and they're talking smack and that's what the, that's it. We need mo- like at least at least Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins are like have like some interesting storyline going on in some capacity even though i'm not really sure what that one's about either but at least it it, it seems like there's a backstory to their history or whatever these two are just trading blows in the ring I well mean, becky what? becky and charlotte's was seemingly done yeah it was seemingly done and then it was supposed to be survivor series which is not a either way you knew that was only going to get you three <clears throat> three weeks with her and ronda so were they always planning on going back to just more becky and charlotte or is now TLC, which is now a triple threat match, supposed to get you to Becky and Asuka? And if so, that makes Asuka just a stepping stool to WrestleMania? I don't know. I, I've been thinking about this. I don't know what the Asuka situation is. I don't know what that all means. I'm happy for Asuka. I think she should be in the main event picture 100%. But I don't understand what that is. I haven't really thought it through. Um, but I, I think you're going to get a triple threat match at WrestleMania between Charlotte, Becky, and Ronda. I think that's what they're headed towards. I'm pretty convinced of that. Hmm. Hadn't even thought about that. That's a really good point. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, that would be the obvious scenario. Because they're not going to do Charlotte and Asuka again. Well, the only other situation would be Charlotte gets Ronda the first time at WrestleMania. And we know they love putting Charlotte in the big spot. Charlotte and Ronda get the WrestleMania match. And then Becky and Asuka at WrestleMania. Eh. Where's Nia fall in that? Something with Tamina? I, yeah, maybe a tag match. I don't know. I don't know, but I'll tell you what, I do not like using Nia Jax to be coming out and cutting promos herself as a heel to me is not the way to use Nia. But here's the thing. I, I, and you know how I feel about Nia Jax. She's my favorite. She's my favorite female wrestler right now, for sure. But the promo is overwritten. I know. They, they, there's, there's so, so much. There's yeah. so much information that she's trying to get through in four minutes that she just can't. She doesn't have time to react to the crowd. No, it's too so much. So she's just talking and talking in the crowds, you know, twiddling their thumbs. I feel bad for her. Yeah, they gave her a lot. And Ronda had a lot, too. They both had a lot. You can't just – you don't have to retell the story every time they come out. Just – React to the crowd like Stone Cold or The Rock. I know I'm saying ridiculous things, but sir, I mean they they let let the promo breathe. Not there's no there was no breath on Monday night. She just film. talked and talked. Tamina said nothing. That was ridiculous. Right. And I love the two of them I, together. I think it's awesome. Right. Me but, too. Like, why are they not just destroying people? Why why is the gimmick not you have you know the two powerhouse women wrestlers? As a tag team, why are they not like just destroying everything and, in their way? And frankly, the second that they found out Alexa wasn't able to go, Alexa Bliss was not able to perform. Instead of putting her in this role where she's going to be overseeing the whole women's division, I might have gone right back to finding a way to have her be the mouthpiece for Nia and Tamina. And she's talking and they're kicking it. I love that. I think that's great. 
I, I just don't know. I'm not saying that Nia can't do it because she can. Nia isn't capable of doing anything. You you really said it well. They gave her too much to do. But I just am not a huge fan of the really big, powerful heels doing all the talking for themselves. That's it's, right. It's not tough. Talking isn't tough. Talking is what schmageggies like me do. Yeah, and Nia has a very high pitched voice. It's not like she ha- like when she when she does a promo. Not in no no. She, she sounds like I mean. a really nice person. Yeah, you know what I mean. She's sweet. Yeah, it's 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 not necessarily the easiest. Tamina should be talking. They should coach her to really be a mouthpiece. Tamina could come out of the blue and be mage. Oh, I think everyone knows that right now she looks like she's on the verge of being mage. That's what it feels like. But you know what's going to happen, guys. They're going to, they're going to have Tamina randomly turn on Nia Jax and maybe that they're headed towards that feud. But like, they need something. They need, who are they? Why are they together? You know, that's never been explained. Has it really? I mean, since the first time they got together, I didn't even think since then. What was it? Five weeks ago, six weeks ago, seven weeks ago? We don't know why the two of them are a tag team and what their purpose yeah. is together. How do we not I know that? I guess we're supposed to just assume the Samoan connection. That they're, right, that they're two together? big, you know, like powerhouses? Is that is that why? they're Samoan, that's it? I mean, come on. It's lazy. SGG, do you have any uh, any thoughts on the Naya Tamina situation? Love love them as a tag team, first of all. I've been waiting for that um, since Tamina returned and they would do the stare downs. But I do agree that it the promos are overwritten. And um, I understand why everybody can't handle beating off the crowd and then, you know, carrying a promo. But I do think Naya is one of the people on the roster who can. And so, you know, maybe it just should be a thing where she gets the bullet points or certain Certain stars, when they prove themselves, they they get the bullet points, and everybody else has the fully scripted promo that they have to do. But um, yeah, I feel bad for her because Monday she had so much heat, and then you just watched it all go away gradually from the start of the promo to the time that Ronda Rousey's music hit. You're right. Let me tell you another thing about her. The and I don't hate her gear like some people do as a but but th- this is babyface gear. Put her in a leather jacket like Tamina. Put her in street clothes to make heel I, promos. I, I know. How obvious is that? I think very. They should be dressing alike at this point. You know, in street clothes. Like, oh, yeah. you know, Tamina you dresses awesome, I think. about tag teams that don't match. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's disgusting. It makes you sick. But I, <laughs> they, I never quite understood the Nia look and what they were trying to accomplish. And now is the perfect opportunity to reset and put her in regular clothes. And, and that's heelish to wear street clothes. Yeah. Hey, um, real quick here, I want to give a shout out to our friends at stamps.com. Okay. Everything's on demand these days, just like cheap heat. So, so is stamps.com. That's right. It's so easy. I'm, I'm using stamps.com right now. Now that I set up the new, uh, sneakers and t-shirts depop store to sell my, uh, sneakers and wrestling merch, I'm using stamps.com because with stamps.com, you can access all the services of the post office right from your desk. You can buy and print real U.S. postage uh, for any letter or package. It's all available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Just click print, mail, and boom, you're done. Stamps.com will even send you the digital scale so you can weigh the letters and packages and print the exact amount of postage every single time. Okay? So head over to Stamps.com right now and use the code HEAT. 
That's right. Head over to stamps.com. Use the code heat. It's so easy to do. They'll give you a four week trial. It includes postage and a digital scale. Stamps.com. Before you do anything else, go click that radio microphone and type in heat. That's stamps.com and enter heat. And like I said, I'm going to be using stamps.com when I send you guys out the t-shirts that you buy from me. Um, and that I send out to the uh, Peckerheads all over the universe. Quick aside, unrelated to wrestling, hip hop aside, because I do get emails from people about hip hop sometimes too, of course, who listen on Hot 97 or whatever. I got to tell you how weird it is. And Greg, you're a lawyer. Greg, have you been paying attention at all to the Takashi Six Nine story? Yes, a little bit. I'm not uh, going to. It's going to get worse. I'm not going to get into details of the actual situation. Though the whole thing is. Sad and miserable and just bad. I find it strange that the so much information is getting leaked out seemingly by the authorities. I find that very strange and purposeful. And it, it's odd for a case that doesn't go to trial till September of next year, a year from now. I find that odd 10 months from now, whatever it is. I also find it odd that TMZ is covering it so they're so dedicated to covering this and like they don't realize that they're really toying with things that have really close connections to the street and like bad things that can happen as a result of this stuff it's like everybody who's talking about this story i don't think understands greg how close it is to real street violence happening and that like talking loosely about it I don't know, man. There's really bad repercussions out there for this kind of stuff, and everyone's being so haphazard about it. It's very strange. Yeah, I, I don't think TMZ understands, and um, it's unfortunate. But you know, they they get clicks, they get paid off off of their ignorance about the situation. Um, but as far as the prosecutors, though, I think it is purposeful for like all this information being leaked to the media because then. People who read it have potential to end up um, in a jury. And then you have, like, there's no way you can really clean up a jury pool and make sure that nobody has heard anything about a case as high profile as this. So it's all that, you know, super strange. And I just just understand being so people so loose, so loose about it. So we, we talked about the women's match and we talked about how that led into the week um after survivor series and, and and this week but also we must of course talk about the mage men's match at survivor series and i just got to tell you i mean i know it's obvious at this point and it's trite but i mean daniel bryan's ability to tell a story in that squared circle and 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 Dip, I know you're not the world's biggest Daniel Bryan fan. I'm not really. No, that was a work of art. It was the story that he told that day was a work of art. I I can I love what's going on now with him. Finally, there's something to you know chew off of. I mean, now to chew on. I mean, he's he's like finally an interesting character. Like I, I finally I did not understand how that match was going to go, and how it would get to a point where you'd really start to believe Brock could lose to Daniel Bryan, but it did. It was. The, there's only one thing that disappointed me about that match. We have gotten to a point where Brock winning in any way gets no reaction from the crowd. None. Do you see what I ended? Yeah, they, yeah. they did that to themselves, though. 
I would tell you, I was uh, I was in our suite with a lot of Marks. It was Mark. If, if you ever die and go to Mark Heaven, you will end up in uh, the Staples Suite where uh, where you, you were for Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and what were people saying? It was a very high level hang. I got I got news for you. It was. I, I don't even know what else to say. Well, that's not what you were saying. You you were about to make a point, and then yeah. you just and derailed I, I yourself. I and, and, yeah, about the suite that no one was at. But you were saying in reaction. How did you say that? Because our listeners, no one was there. Oh, the listeners weren't there. No, no, it was a random group of our loser friends, not theirs. <laughs> Those are our friends. Confirmed. Um, um, but what what were you going to say? What the reaction? Everyone literally just put their wallets in their back pocket and walked out the door. Like when Brock won, it was like, oh, okay, well, we knew that was going to happen. See ya. And you Gre- and Greg, you were saying they did that to themselves. You mean the way that Brock has been booked over the years? Yeah, one hundred percent. Nobody's been able to touch him, and they made it to where nobody is able to touch him. And, um, yeah, like, uh, Daniel Bryan's sneak win would have been shocking. And it would have been, especially with raw, like they had the scoreboard up and raw had all the wins. Uh, Daniel Bryan's sneak win to close the show, um, would have been great. But the problem, the problem is though, it would have gotten him too many cheers too. Right away. Exactly. He would have had one week as a bad guy and everyone would have cheered him, which is already the problem with Becky. Becky was gone for two weeks with an injury, and now she's back, and she's already Steve Austin, and the whole crowd's cheering for her already. So she's I, more mage with that bruise on her face, though. Oh, the bruise was mage. I think it would have been fine, though, especially with him um, being able to go out on Tuesday and just cut the promo that he did, telling the crowd that he didn't need them. He could just remind them again, like, I didn't need you on Sunday. I didn't need you all these years. I don't need you now. I mean, he could he could have done the gimmick where he gets up on the turnbuckle like he's about to do the yes thing and then just doesn't do it and walks away. That he should do more often. He did that to come out at Survivor Series. It was major. Yeah, it was good. It was pretty good. What what did he do on SmackDown this week? I did not see his segment on SmackDown. Anyone? He was not there on SmackDown this week. Uh, AJ was there. AJ came back and they gave Daniel a break. Yeah. Yeah. But, but what a match. I mean, at this moment, I call that match of the year probably. I would say that's probably true. Although, let me tell you something. Did you see Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler on Raw this week? Well, th- yeah, it's a given. I know, but I'm just saying. I mean, they every, always. it's just these two are major. <laughs> major. The majesty. M- 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 mage. I will, I will give a quick little hot take on the Brock Lesnar of it all. Look, we're all sick and tired of him being champion. We're all sick of the, you know, we're the Heyman promos or whatever at this point, even though I, I love Paul Heyman. You said Brock Lesnar? Yeah. You're here. It's brilliant. Um, It still does, despite, you know, his lack of moveset and whatever else. It does feel like an event when he does get out there. Agreed. It it feels like the A storyline. Yep. Like where well, there is where coach that's done. I mean, that's intentional. He they've made him that. But that's the only thing that we have on Raw in a real way. That is an A storyline. The rest of it is just literally right now. I was going to talk about this later. It feels like just a giant mid-card show. Yeah. Mm, even with Seth and Dean? Uh, yes. Even Seth, with Seth and Seth Dean. Seth and Dean are, 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 when you're really honest with yourself, and they're both mage. Mm-hmm. When you're honest with yourself, they're both the definition of intercontinental title guys. 100%. They're mid-card adjacent. They're main event adjacent. They're main, they're, bo- they're main event adjacent. They're main event adjacent. Even though they're mage. Yeah. They're both, you know. I like Dean a lot more now. Um, I like their storyline. I think it's fine. I, I'm enjoying the angle. But the A storyline feels like Brock Lesnar. And who is Brock Lesnar going to fight? We don't have anything else. 
Triple H and Stephanie don't show up. There's no struggle for the company. There's no Vincey type. There's no there's no Vince type story. Mm-hmm. There's nothing for like Smarks to you know chew on. There's nothing like that. It's just you know a conventional wrestling show. There's nothing really disrupting Raw right now. That is like oh when this that comes is- out, that's going to be interesting this week. And I'll tell you right now, it's not a question that you ask, though, who is going to challenge Brock? Because um, you look at the roster and there really isn't anybody. They're going to do it. They're going to give it to Drew McIntyre. We know that already. Yeah. I like Drew McIntyre. He's better than Corbin and Lashley. Drew McIntyre at least can. I like Drew McIntyre. No, he's mage. I'm, I'm a fan. I don't know what else to say, but I'm a fan. I like him. I don't know if he's I'm throwing him into the main event spot immediately, but I know that's the thing that's hard is like. He's mage, but is he enough that he can just get thrown into this and not just get fed to Brock and be done, and then you wasted him and now he's gone too? I I think that makes a really good point about there not being sort of the disrupting spot, the thing that you go, you know, for a while it was Braun, and then it was like too much Braun, and now Braun doesn't feel like that big a deal anymore, and he's obviously on the shelf right now, but even when he's not on the shelf, Braun doesn't feel like as big a thing every week as he should. It's amazing that they're letting uh, camera crews into all these medical facilities. It's nice. You know, it, it, it really it breaches patient-doctor uh, confidentiality. Yeah, that's sad. Dean and, and Braun this week. Both. A lot of doctor's offices are letting Lo- camera crews in. A lot of HIPAA violations. Days. A lot of HIPAA violations galore. Yeah, it's true. I have to get my um, tooth Im- implant soon. I Last year, I remember I had a tooth fall mm-hmm. out for no reason. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be getting it filmed for Raw also. Yeah, right in your face, right? Uh-huh. Do you think the doctor's going to be working behind you? And well, you may be familiar with my dentist. Hmm. His name's uh, Doctor Yankum. Oh, he's mage. He's also a he's a mayor too. He's also a mayor. Um, so yeah, it, it is. And and again, you notice the lack of a huge disruptor story more because the show's three hours long. If the show is two hours long, you can kind of just get away with. There's the Brock Lesnar main story thing, and that's kind of it. The rest is mid-card, like SmackDown is. Although SmackDown happens to have a huge women's storyline right now, too. SmackDown now has the luxury of a two-hour show with a huge men's storyline and a huge women's storyline. Yeah. And that's really all you need for a two-hour show. One of each. For a three-hour show, it's meandering. Yeah, and it's perfect, too, because you don't... SmackDown, when you don't see someone that week, you don't really miss them. And Raw, when somebody doesn't show up, it's like... Why are they burying the revival or whoever it is? It's like you feel like you need to see everybody because there's so much time. Did you notice that in uh, Braun Strowman's promo in the doctor's office, he used the word apprehension? Can you ever imagine Braun Strowman using the word apprehension? Yeah, he's a big apprehension guy. That's a big word for Braun Strowman. Big, big. He's one of the biggest apprehension guys there is. <laughs> um, so Dipperstein and I talked about something yesterday um, before we got to at some point here get into some mailbag. Because it's been a couple of weeks. But we were talking more about the idea that we received in an email in the mailbag a couple a couple weeks ago. Mail. About Renee and Dean being the new Savage and Elizabeth. And I really feel that this storyline between Dean and Seth would be made better and feel a lot bigger. And they could still go there. Maybe they're going to take their time. They could still go there. If Renee played an active role in it. And, and I don't mean like the, the Hogan way and where you think that like Seth has feelings for Renee. 
but where Seth is able to confide in Renee sort of what is going on with our guy. And, and Renee, which they kind of alluded to on the show, Renee being like, I don't even know. Sometimes I don't know. And it's my husband and I don't know. Yeah. You, you can't, she's not going to be able to keep saying that. It's either going to have to stop or it's going to have to escalate because you can't, she can't every week be denying that she knows something. Well, no, it can be that she then tries to talk to Dean. Right. I'm just saying it needs right. to, it needs to, it, it, it either needs to happen or not is what I'm right. Just to alluding say. to it casual, like in a, in a it, tangential it, way. It's annoying. Got it. Cause that's what they've done is a little tangential. Like, yeah, I live with a guy and I don't even know. I want to see that become a story. Absolutely. Because yeah. it's not even a question. It's so obvious. Go ahead, Greg. And I like that version of the story much, much better than what um, other people have suggested on the Internet. You know what I mean? Like turning when they heal no. and having not- her take snipes on commentary. It would just like go against her, like the whole character that we had established for her, the way we know her all these years. Would be, you'd just be throwing that in the trash for a storyline that could probably be done by mania and then what it could end it could end in physicality violence i'm not talking about sexual like it could end in a violent act of like you know she turns on someone accidental bump that she needs to take like the elizabeth bump yeah or she ends up giving someone a low blow or whatever like well that would be extreme be mage though yeah um but it's it's just something that's out there that uh, need, needs to be discussed. Yeah, because if they're going to keep hinting at it that there is a relationship there now and they're not going to resist it, I'm all for that. Let's make this as real as possible. But then it would be so Renee-like, who's such a cool person in real life, and everyone can tell that, to be the kind of person who Seth kind of pulls aside and is like, dude, we got to talk about what's going on with Dean. And it, that building from there and her having some sort of sympathy or not. Or being like, I can't even talk to you about this. That's my husband. You know, whatever way they try to go with it. Right. But to me, yeah, the, yeah, the idea of just sort of lightly mentioning it is sort of half pregnant. What is it? And they Are you doing do it or the not? They did the, the Jason Jordan reveal, too, where, like, people would walk up to Corey Graves, and then Corey Graves would yeah. text Kurt Angle, and they would show them having, like, little sneak conversations. Like, they don't need to give it to us all right at once. It could just be, like... When they get the text, who is that? Right. And then revealed to be Seth Rollins, and he wants to have this conversation, and she's been ducking him. Yeah. Hey, Greg, you got you have some um, Black Power rankings over there. Hold on a second. Oh yeah. We're not done. I'm just doing Black Power rankings. Oh, okay. Calm I want to talk. I want to talk about authors of pain. That's fine. <laughs> what you got, SGG? So, uh, in at number three for this week for my Black Power rankings, I'm going to give it to Cedric Alexander, who had, a, I think, a really good showing on um, a tag team match in 205 Live. It was Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali versus Tony Nese and uh, Buddy Murphy, the crew great champion. And the four of them separately have been putting on these great matches for 205 Live. Uh, Ali and Murphy, Survivor Series weekend, they had a great match too. And so to see him shine in the tag team match with these other three competitors, I think, Deserved the number three spot. And then number two, little Kofi Kingston, um, for his match with The Miz and just New Day's antics, always, always, always entertaining. He always delivered um, in and out of the ring. And that's enough to bump him up to number two. And number one, um, mm. a match we didn't really talk about. Here we go. Um, Velveteen Dream uh, versus Tommaso Ciampa from War Games was one of the best matches of the night, one of the best matches of the weekend. And 
Agreed. Um, for for a lot of a lot of different points of that match, I thought it was going to end and Dream was going to walk away with the championship. Slightly disappointed that he didn't, but then also happy that he doesn't have that championship um, anchoring him to NXT and he could pop up on that main roster at any time. So in the number one, Velveteen Dream. And guess what? This is very rare. The, the number one slot in the Black Power rankings brings us to an, an email. Mail. Um, I'm here, by the way, you know. I had the drops better. Ooh. You can't be. Try it. Try oh, to beat yourself. Wow. Go ahead. Man, here we go. You think you know people in this town. All right, ready? Go for it. Dip, here you go. Go. I don't know if I want to now. Mail. That was me. That was live. No, it wasn't. I know. Um, Eric writes us, your majesty and Tony Statless, in last week's episode, two weeks ago, you made a joke about Hogan becoming the Virgil to Velveteen Dream. Could this actually be a legit way for Hogan to start paying for his sins on camera, thus getting some sort of redemption to those still skeptical of him? Hogan going on TV, getting constantly dressed down by Dream, and serving as his valet could be the ultimate in-your-face to Hogan, as it would both shame him in mass media and show he's willing to take some flack. I'm sure WWE would never do this, but curious if you think this would serve as appropriate punishment or at least actually start the right path. I'm among those who don't feel anything he has done so far even counts as an apology or admitting to be wrong. One downside is that this would still be in the kayfabe world. But since Hogan pretty much lives there anyways, maybe it's still appropriate. Stay major, enjoy yourself, Eric. I, I, I mean, I would, I would love it. And would it be actually real life effective? I don't know that you could count it as doing any real penance. But at the same time, do I think it would affect people in a positive way? Yeah, I, I think it probably would. I think it could, in a big way, affect it positively. SGG? Yeah, I, I would enjoy it, but I don't think it would be, like you said, anywhere close to an apology. Because then, like, he's in on it. He's profiting from it. Um, but that being said, do you, st- of- but do you still think that over time, though, I still think, even though you're right, I still think over time it would have a net positive effect on people, yourself included. Um, I think so. Even if you just get a little bit of joy of seeing him humiliated on TV uh, every week or every so often, but um, it's not that the WWE won't do it. I don't think Hogan would do it just because anytime anybody mentions this situation to him um, on social media or wherever, they get blocked. So he's sort of like insulating himself from it anyway. And so there's no way he goes on TV. And yeah, It's a and bummer. It would be very funny. Dream dressing him down every week and like just ishing on him over and over again would be mage. Our crowd popped when he came out with the with the Hollywood garb. That was that was mage, dude. Yeah, every a Dream's whole gimmick is mage. Yeah, I mean, it's mage. he's he's got it very well put together. I, I was telling Dipperstein, I do think in ring, though the match was great, I still think there's something he lacks in fluidity. Everything looks very. Every every spot in in big Velveteen Dream matches to me feel like they've been worked out a thousand times. It doesn't flow naturally to me. I know I'm being nitpicky, but uh, that elbow. I was just saying, uh, uh, Rosenberg and I were arguing about this yesterday. He he and I, I I don't know if I could truly like describe what I mean, but you know the the peckerheads will know what I'm talking about. He feels very whole. When he does his moves, like he feels like he puts everything into it. He does. But part of that yeah. to me, to me, that's also part of the downside. Right. It's it's so crafted. His elbows are very gimmick, like are, are very 
It's a little cartoony. It's, it's cartoonish. It's so yeah. it's so done, but it's don't get me wrong. The guy's mage. He's mage. Dip. What did you want to say about AOP? I think that uh, authors of pain are powers of pain. Jace. Mm. What are your thoughts? No. Yes. No. They're the big powerful guys that don't say much, and they're mage. You know me, huge powers of pain, Mark. You you know that I've, I've stated that he's not. Yeah, you don't mean this as an insult. You mean as a compliment. Hundred percent. SGG, you disagree? I still disagree. I feel. I, I mean, I wasn't a big cause of pain guy, so that's that's the first probably probably problem with that. But why I not? Love why AOP not? And, why why weren't you a powers of pain guy? What what um, what, what does that mean? I ha- I had my tag team that I loved. Like I liked the Heart Foundation just because they had a little bit of everything. They had the speed. They had the strength. They had um, the technical wrestling ability. They were fun. Um, so, like, really tag teams that are just two guys that are the same don't really do it for me. Um, even, though, even though you want them to dress the same. Yeah, they have to match. They have to look like a team, but they have to also complement each other. They just can't be, like, two powerful guys or two speedy guys. Like, Air Boom didn't do much for me. LOD, I know everybody loved LOD. I really wasn't. Big on them. Oh God, um, I, was, I wasn't into Powers of Pain either at all. The the yeah, I wasn't what, into it. Powers of Pain when Powers of Pain and Demolition were at the were like the two top tag teams. That represents a time in my markdom in my fanship of wrestling that is like the peak pinnacle of what I think is like mage and makes me feel like a kid again. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you're actually judging them based on real thoughts. No, but I loved the barbarian. <laughs> Like I, I love the way he like. I love his punches and the way he struck people. I thought it was awesome. I get that. I just they were all the problem was they felt powerful. Every well, they were powers band. Uh-huh. The problem was every tag team like that was Road Warriors of Jace. Yeah, of course. Even LOD, who actually are the Road Warriors, were still Road Warriors of Jace for sure. Powers of Pain, I know that. Road Warriors of Jace, Demolition, Road Warriors of Jace, everything. Yeah. Everything was supposed to be this thing that it couldn't be because that thing existed in other places that wasn't there. It's so funny. There's something online. I, I didn't read the whole thing. I, I read some of it, just like the little snippet that was on Raja. But uh, Animal did a shoot interview um, the other day and was talking and was like criticizing WWE creative on their handling of um, of uh, Authors of Pain and of um, the Ascension. It was very funny. It was like he, he felt he felt very, you know. Like those are, they're they're road warriors of Jace, right? So grandchildren. Would, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. That was funny. Anyway, uh, as, uh, Dip, is there anything else that you wanted to hit before we do more mailbag stuff? Because I know you you come here very prepared. Here in the meantime, while everyone's thinking about, it, I'll just I'll play something. I'll give you a moment. Maybe this will help. Mm, I'll do. I just want to thank each and every one of y'all for all you've done to your bodies. It's still real to me, damn it! I'll be... Thank you. Take it easy, man. There is one gripe I have with the uh, GP universe. I have, uh, you know, had WWE... I've had WWE 2K19 now for like five weeks, and I checked once a week, every week, since I've been on the podcast last time, and no one has created a Peter Rosenberg. Really not. What one. is that? That's... Come on, guys. <sighs> Maybe it's over. Maybe it's time to end this whole cheap heat thing. What do you yeah. think? Should we end this? It's, this is it. This is it. It, it. could. I mean, maybe people have checked out. Yeah, not mage. I, mean, I also haven't seen a mage sign in a while. 
What happened with that? Maybe it's time to end the whole. They went. You know what? He left Twitter. I'm out of here. That's all they wanted was tweets. That's probably you did it. You did a sin. Maybe we should just have the Magies next week and then call that the season series finale and then just. Oh my god! <sighs> I don't know. If if you if you people don't listen, we're gonna pull the plug. I'll pull the plug. I'm I'm busy enough. I'm in charge of Peter Rosenberg's time. So yeah, believe me, we Dip and I can still spend <laughs> this group. Dip, SGG, and I can still spend all of our time talking about wrestling on our own. We don't need microphones. <laughs> we have we have the mage group chat. Um. All right. Let's do a little bit more mail, if you don't mind. Let's talk to Darren, who says, "Sweet, sweet. I got to share a nagging question with you and the Statless Wonder. Who's the guy? Keeps me up at night. After Roman." Left, it's completely <laughs> up in the air. It can't be Strowman. He's a monster. It won't be Drew or Finn. Vince is notorious for hating accents. It can't be Rollins or Ambrose. The Shield will, inher- will inherently carry Roman's torch. We need a guy for the next ten years that can carry the business. Who is the guy that after WrestleMania gets on that private jet with Brett- Becky Lynch to go do Good Morning America? Is it AJ Styles? Face facts. He's too old. Brian is too injury prone. Miz isn't big enough. Is the guy outside of WWE right now? Kenny Omega can't hold the industry down for the next 10. A returning Cody Rhodes might be the best choice, but he's rightfully starting his own promotion. Is the guy in NXT? Alistair Black has massive potential of booked right. Velveteen could be the guy whose character could tell stories that reflect what people will be going through in the next 10 years. But Vince has the book. Who's the guy? It'll go Hogan, Austin, Rock, Cena, Roman, who? What an email. What a beautiful. At Radio Darren, I'm not on social media, but you make me want to sign back up and and tweet you. I'm looking for a new assistant, Darren. Because that was uh, tremendous. You know. All right, Greg, you have an an idea? First, first I'll correct him and say Hogan Hart, Austin, Rock, Cena, Roman. And then throw Mm -hmm. in... Adam Cole as the uh, next guy. Adam Cole, baby. Baby, yes. Wow. What do you think, yes. Dip? Could it be? I've said this before, and uh, it's not an exciting choice, but I think that is uh, Seth Rollins is the guy, the next guy. You don't believe it. I, I don't really believe it, <laughs> but if I with a gun to my head, that is my choice. Why? Okay. Let me tell you another person that could be that guy. Peter Rosenberg. What are your thoughts? Now, that is very interesting. Well, well that's 100% fact. Well, here's the thing, though. It's not, it wouldn't be Peter Rosenberg as Peter Rosenberg. It would be Peter Rosenberg as Greg. All caps. All caps. Not to be confused with Stack Guy Greg, by the way. No, ladies, no. And, ladies and gentlemen, whose music is that? By God, that's Greg. <laughs> <laughs> he graduated from a mid level university. He's somewhat talented. Oh, my God. He's somewhat strong. I mean, he's a pretty good guy, this Greg. <laughs> Greg's a pretty good guy with a decent job. Uh, he's got a Honda. <laughs> That's Greg. Um, I don't know. I, I truthfully, I don't know who I believe is that guy. Pick somebody. I would say in terms of who I believe that exists that could become a mainstream cultural phenomenon that everyone talks about, it's Velveteen Dream. Yeah, you're probably right. It is the sexually ambiguous black guy who's also 
really charismatic and really interesting and has a weird name. He's got so many, he checks so many boxes. We don't know what he's going to be like on the big stage as a storyteller and all of those things. I don't know. But, but he's got all the intangibles to me. If they bring him in like they bring everyone else in, he's going to fail. No, well, maybe. SGG, sorry. He does have all the intangibles, but I mean, I still got to go with Adam Cole. I mean, look at what he's doing down in NXT, and it's, it's not foreign for him. He's done that literally everywhere across the world that he's been. Um, even like you go to an NXT show now, and the Undisputed Era t-shirts are all over the place. Even more so than NWO shirts and Bullet Club shirts, which that was the cool thing to do for a while, where you Bullet sure Club was. shirt to a to an NXT show, and now it's completely Undisputed Era. The crowd waits for him to put his hands in the air so that everybody can say his name and his catchphrase in unison with him every time. Like, nobody ever misses it. Um, Good-looking dude, charismatic, like you said. Uh, He's definitely the guy you can see on, like, a Good Morning America um, doing these media appearances. And you know he's not the, the he has not the right size for wrestling. But uh, in Hollywood and all these major media things, like his height is not going to hold him back at all. You know what, Greg? I hate saying this. I think I agree with you. Wow! This is a moment. The majesty. This yeah. is a moment. This really is yeah, a moment. Is. Listen, when I make a strong case, I, I, that's why I like Dip, and we like having him on the show. And he's fair; he's firm, but he's fair. That's right, and firm uh, but fair. In uh, in honor of Greg, in honor of you getting something that Dip likes, I'm going to play your favorite song. All right, uh, here's another one we have. Male. Um, let's see. This guy's name is. Imran. Hey, Peter and Sack, I love the podcast. I'm a loyal longtime fan, but with a life. And wanted to give Greg and you a few congratulations you played yourselves. Number one, the Flatbush Zombies put out the video for New World Order and performed at a ring a few weeks ago now, and they still have not made the Black Power rankings. Come on, Greg. Congratulations you played yourself. Um, yeah, and shout out to the Zombies and Denzel Curry who performed with Red Bull. Um, I was supposed to be a part of that event, wasn't able to make it down there, but it was a very cool event. Um, two, since before Crown Jewel, the Peckerhead verse has been talking about why Brett's bag carrier, a.k.a. Shawn Michaels and Undertaker, came back and what was in it for them. Something I've not heard mentioned in any podcast is the value of the stock. I'm a measly fan that purchased stock just before the network launch for $12 a share. Today it's valued at $70 a share. So is it possible some of the talent and former talent are vested in the stock and Vince and Triple H are pushing these legends to come back leading up to the big network TV launch next year in an effort to continue to boost the stock? Three, how does Ebro in the morning seek the opinion of a legal expert in the Takashi 69 debacle and not make it stack guy Greg? Congratulations, you played yourself. And lastly, a few months ago, KFC launched a merch line, and I purchased and mailed Greg a snazzy but classy pocket square with a print of fried chicken. I still haven't received a simple thank you. Congratulations, Greg. Thanks for the content, guys. Keep it up. Love the show and look forward to each episode. Sidebar, Peter, congratulations on your success. I truly admire your drive. Ba, 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 ba. I mean, I always agree with your points of view, but I certainly respect the work you've done, your drive, and blah, blah, blah. 
Um, and I'm, try- I'm not trying to blah, blah, blah as compliments. They're very, very kind. I just don't need to read read them for myself. Um, thank you, man. That's very, very nice, Imran, and, and, and really accurate congratulations. Greg, did you, re- did you receive this snazzy I but do, classy? I do have the pocket square, I, but I was changing offices, and I lost the information of the person who sent it to me. So, Imran, I own the congratulations, and thank you for the pocket square. Greg sucks. Not you, Greg. I'm talking about no, Greg. All caps. Yeah, all caps, Greg. All right, Nick writes us. Mail. Subject is WWE pets. Hey, Peter, hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I was scrolling through Instagram, and Alexa Bliss's most recent post made me think of this question. What do the WWE superstars do with their pets while traveling? I have two dogs, and it's a pain finding a walker for the two days per week that they don't go to daycare. How do the wrestlers handle their pets when they travel four days out of the week? Alexa's post showed three dogs, one pig, and I know many other wrestlers have pets too. How in the world can they be responsible pet owners when they're gone for over half their pet lives? Thanks and enjoy yourself, Nick. Great question. They all go to one place. Sure. All the pets. It's called Matilda's. It's a Matilda's beauty shop. It's a it's a groomer place owned by the late great Matilda's family. I for Alexa Bliss, I know she lives right by her parents, and I don't want to blow up her spot. But yes, I know that her parents take care of her animals. She has so many. For the I don't know about everyone though. Do you cuddle with a pig? I always thought I always wondered that. I like I, I think I think owning a small pig is well, made. Her pig. And last I saw her pig on social media, which was a couple months ago, the pig got huge. Or the pig's gargantuan. It's no longer a teacup. There's no teacup. No no pig this size is. There's no teacup big enough to fit this pig. <laughs> um, but it's a, it seems like a cuddly sweet animal. Um, a bit filthy and repulsive. That's gonna be bacon soon. Oh, oh my great! Oh, oh, oh my. what are you, asking. Bobby Heaton? <laughs> No, that was so heated of you. That is a legitimate question. Oh my god, that's like that's like something heated would say about Frankie. I want to eat him at a barbecue. (laughs) Uh, I like ribs. I like delicious. Oh my! How dare you talk about Larry Steve that way? All right, go to the performance mail. The dog, the doggy performance center. They're all working out. Keelan writes us. Pete and Greg, my guys, hope you had a great, wonderful Thanksgiving. Quick question. I was fortunate enough to be in the arena for Daniel Bryan's WWE title win and subsequent heel turn. It was a moment for sure. Definitely something that I would say uh, was a monumental event. I was also in the arena for the first ever Women's Money in the Bank. So the question for you guys, what are some of the biggest moments that you were able to witness live? Keep the heat coming. Keep the maid strong. and love you both. Your boy, Keelan and St. Louis. Mage events live. I was there for um, the overrated, uh, the overrated John Cena return at uh, the Royal Rumble at Madison Square Garden. Um, I was at SummerSlam 1990 at the Spectrum with my father. That's, that's quite mage. That's what are your thoughts? I remember it. I do. I was three years old, and I do have. Like there's a little bit of a recollection there. It was it, uh, I the one like image in my mind that I have from that event was like the Rockers versus Power and Glory. Like I remember like just seeing it. I love that you brought up being at something so mage 
and mentioned a match that's so not mage. Because that's the that's like the image in, in my mind that I have. Paul Roma. The man was a Pretty technician. Paul Roma. Um, yeah, I was at WrestleMania 30 for when the streak ended, and that was that was crazy. Yep. Uh, yeah. All the manias of recent, obviously, I've I was at, and those have been cool. I'm trying to think of a good random. I watched Big Boss Man hang from the cage at uh, WrestleMania 15 in Philly. That's also mage. That I remember seeing and looking at my looking at my father and saying, "What the hell? What is, is going on?" Or, yeah, this you're, is you're blame me. Your father felt the same way. Yeah, he went, "What? What do you watch? What? Do you, what is this?" I'll never forget at the end of WrestleMania 15. So my my friend, uh, my my friend and our two dads took us and we had like a we were in a we were in a box and we were in a suite for it too. And I'll I'll never forget when when The Rock beats Stone Cold. Did the Rock beats Stone Cold or Stone Cold beat The Rock? I'm at which one? At 15. 15 is the first one. The Rock. No, no. I forget. I'm no, sorry. No. It was Austin Rock Rock, I think. The moment it was the match Austin, ended. Austin, it was Austin Austin Rock? Well, Austin Austin Rock. The mo- totally we were the first ones out the door. <laughs> the, the moment it ended, I he just grabbed my hand and we ran out the door. Well, that's the <laughs> man after my own heart. Um, Did also, you get the seats? The, no, we were in a box. No, we they were in a suite. suite. I don't think they did oh, okay. seats back then. They started pretty early, actually. They did. They, no. they no. did with the, in your house, they were doing the seats. I remember they would give them away. I went to um, an ECW WWE show at Hammerstein when they brought back ECW at the very beginning. Mage, and that was fun. Um, it was when like Big Show was on it, and everyone booed the ish out of them. Like it was one of those really intense ones. It wasn't the uh, title win one for Rob Van Dam, but it was very cool. Um, and then of course the house shows I went to as a kid. I saw Savage Steamboat in a cage. So I mean. Come on, stop! I should end the conversation right here. Is it over, Mage? Yeah, I think you won. It's a, I, a Savage Steamboat in a they, Savage Steamboat in a cage. Hogan versus Killer Khan. Heart Foundation versus the British Bulldogs. I saw the my favorite Oof. things. That's amazing, dude. I know. I gotta find the card. I I um I was at a house show in 1995. I'm gonna find. I'm gonna find the card right now. By the way, please, please. Okay. I was at a house show in 1995, and we were again in a skybox because our family friends, you know, would get it from their companies that they worked for, and it was at uh, it was at the Spectrum in Philly, and I remember. Uh, I mean, this was probably one of the greatest days of my life. I my mom tapped me on the shoulder, and she said, "Look to your left." And in the skybox next to us, which I guess must have been the WWE box. This is a great story, and I remember it well. Sitting in the box were one, two, three, kid, Razor Ramon, who was my favorite at the time, Diesel, Owen Hart, and Alundra Blaze. And I literally, wow. my heart, I, 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 I almost wow. faint. I was your heart exploded. Explosion. I was hysterical, crying. Hysterical. I couldn't even contain myself. My 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 heart was my heart was pounding out of my chest, and my parents walked up to all. My parents have no fear when they know how much it meant to me that at the time, and they walked right up to Razor and Diesel and all of them and just said, "You guys have please please meet my son and take pictures with my son." And I have all the pictures. I have. I mean, I I don't know where my mother has them somewhere, but I have a great picture of me and Owen Hart. I have a great picture of that's that's incredible. It's eight year old Dipperstein. Me and Razor, and I literally like I, I thought they were gonna have to call the paramedics. I've never cried so hard out of joy, in my life. Yeah. Oh, that is a mage. I'm trying. Okay, I think I found it. There are two cards. 
Wow, it's unbelievable. I found two cards in which at the Capitol Center, Hogan, oh, I think it, I think this is it. All right. I, I think this is one of them. I see July 31st, 1987. Oof. I'm hitched time. That has to be the one, though, right? Birthday gift? Well, the, there's... Birthday we want to see wrestling? I know. No, because I went for someone else's birthday. But there are two... They, Hogan, Hogan and Killer Khan wrestled at the Capitol Center July 31st, 87, and August 22nd, 87. I didn't realize they were there that often back then. Is that weird? They were, no, they were house shows really often then. Yeah, and WWE started out of DC. Um, it's known as like the New York Territory, but uh, Vince's father, Vincent J. McMahon, um, started WWE out of DC because he wanted to get out of his father's shadow in New York and his father had the garden and his father basically was like the promoter of the garden. So Vince's father started in DC and then worked his way up to take over the Northeast. So them running out of DC is not strange at all, especially around that time, which is just after I think his father passed away, excuse me. And just after he bought the company. Well, I'm a little confused. Here's one that could be the mat. That could be one. Landover, Maryland, June 6, 87. Ron Bass versus Scott Casey. Mm. Sika versus Corporal Kirshner. Mage. Moolah versus Debbie Combs. I don't know who that is. The Islanders versus Powers in Roma. Billy Jack versus Hercules. Does it say Powers in Roma or Young Stallions? It says Powers in Roma. Interesting. Billy Jack versus Hercules. Beefcake and the Rougeos versus Valentine, Bravo, and Johnny V. Oof. And main event, Ricky Steamboat versus Randy Savage in a steel cage match. Did you see that live? Yep. Since Steamboat's loss of the title to Honky Tonk Man on 6-2 had not aired, Steamboat still had the title. I loved short-haired, in-shape Beefcake at the time. He was so mage then. And then there's another... Then then actually, I may be wrong, and I didn't... I, but I know I saw the Heart Foundation. This is why I'm confused. Was the Heart because, Foundation on the Hogan Killer Con card? Yeah, but the thing is, I, it appears I, I, I must be wrong. It must not have been against the Bulldogs. Eighty-seven was what? Did you see Blue Singlet Heart Foundations? No, this is post yeah. post Blue Singlet. Yeah, this is so. There's two. There's two. Um, I think I saw this one, which would mean I didn't see the Heart Foundation, but I'm confused. On July thirty-first, eighty-seven, you have Jerry Allen versus Jose Estrada. Mm. Big match. Bears. Uh, Outback Jack versus Frenchie Martin. Mage. Coco versus Nikolai. Orndorff versus Morocco. Demolition versus the Bulldogs. Awesome. Patera and Billy Graham versus Hercules and King Kong Bundy. Ugh. Killer Khan versus Hulk Hogan. I, this is why I think I saw it. You, oh, you told, you've told me you've seen Killer Khan. Oh, no, this is, but there are multiple ones. After the bout, the Bulldogs helped Hogan backstage with Hogan holding his eye. I think that was the one I saw, which would mean I didn't see the Heart Foundation, which is confusing. Isn't it interesting that Killer Khan had that run then? Like, what was that? They just needed someone. Yeah. Just so random. When yeah, you think very, about it. very. He had very little TV time, if any. You know? Yeah. Almost none. See, now look. I found another January 18th, 87, where it has Savage and Steamboat on the same card as British Bulldogs and the Heart Foundation. 
except it doesn't say cage match. Hmm. But I think this is what I saw. Now this is a card. If the, I think this is the one I you saw, have Read imagined it. them in the cage though. No, do, but I maybe do this all day. Maybe it's not. Less, okay, this card, January eighteenth, eighty seven. Ron Bass versus SD Jones, Hercules versus Lenny Poffo, George the Animal Steel versus the Iron Sheik, Oof. Dino Bravo versus Billy Jack Haynes, the Killer Bees versus Morocco and Orton. Awesome. JYD versus Harley Race. Blackjack Mulligan and Davy Boy Smith. Yeah. Verse, oh, that, I, that it wasn't me. Versus the Heart Foundation and Savage versus Steamboat. Interesting that Savage and Steamboat were, uh, they main evented. They were, were main evented. They were the, shows. they were the other team. There was the Hogan team and then there was the Steamboat. Yeah. Steamboat and Savage were main eventing. Anyways, guys, uh, that's going to do it for this long and enjoyable cheap heat rosenberg beats at gmail.com you want to send emails don't forget if you want to look for those shirts on depop um sneakers and t-shirts uh dipperstein thank you you're tremendous as always why don't you stay mage you should and greg um will you enjoy yourself oh yeah oh my god